PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Retirement Planning Redefined with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. And uh, boy, guys, welcome into yet another week of Bizarro World. What's going on? How are you? Pretty good. Staying busy. Um, you know, we've just been kind of proactively trying to reach out to clients and put our psychiatrist hats on uh, for the last few <laughs> weeks. But, uh, you know, we're kind of bunkered down working from home and uh, just trying to stay in touch with everybody. Yep. John, how are you, man? Doing good. Doing good. Definitely uh, doing the challenges of working from home with uh, two little ones and homeschooling and all that. But uh, we have, uh, have uh, my parents helping us quite a bit. So that's been a, a nice relief. Okay, good. Yeah, I think we're all in that boat, right? So one good thing about all this is we have the technology right now to continue to do some business and work. We're, we're staying home. We're staying safe. So if you're checking out this podcast, don't worry. We're not doing anything wrong. We've been practicing social distancing, which is a new word in everybody's lexicon for a while. We do these shows remotely anyway. So uh, we're kind of ahead of the curve in that respect. But you can still work with John and Nick. If you've got questions or concerns, you can still talk with them via virtual meetings and things of that nature. And today we're going to break down the CARES Act a little bit. And Nick, I know you've got something you want to share real fast before we do. Yeah, the the big thing that we wanted to make sure that we pointed out for this is that, you know, we, we see this session as more informative and not advice based. Um, so we, we just want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, sticking to the plan is ultimately the primary goal. And, you know, if any of the provisions of uh, the new act and the new legislation are something that, you know, people think that maybe something they need to take advantage of or use or might be applicable to them. We highly recommend that they consult with, you know, not only their advisor, whether it's us or someone else, uh, but a tax professional as well. Uh, we just don't want to see anybody harmed, you know, long-term from any of the uh, provisions inside of this act. Yeah. Definitely. Well, let's go ahead and jump into some of those provisions and let's talk about some of the things inside the CARES Act. Whoever the guy is or gal that gets the job of naming things there, they've been on a roll lately. You know, lately they got the Secure Act, the CARES Act. They all have these, whoever the acronym, the czar of acronyms is. Yeah, they definitely make you feel good, huh? Yeah, really. So hit yeah. us with some of these provisions, Nick. What do you got? Sure. So uh, the first provisions that we're going to kind of review and go over are provisions that make people's uh, money inside of their retirement accounts a bit more accessible uh, without incurring penalties. Uh, 
So as an example, uh, investors are now able to take out up to $100,000 in 2020 without paying the 10% early withdrawal penalty, uh, which can be a big deal. So normally the early withdrawal penalty is a 10% penalty. So that penalty is waived for anybody at any age. And then um, although that withdrawal will be a taxable withdrawal, um, taxes can be avoided if the money is replaced in those accounts within three years. So uh, essentially what happens is, you know, if somebody needs to take out $50,000 from their uh, investment account, their IRA or 401k account, and they're taking it as a distribution, not as a loan, then the 10% penalty is waived if they're under 59 and a half. And they can, uh, if they replace the money over three years, they can avoid any sort of tax on it. Uh, but they can also spread the tax on the distribution over three years, uh, which then kind of builds in some flexibility and time to, to pay that back. So, so that's a pretty big deal. You know, the distributions, you know, can be taken for Corona related uh, issues, uh, but really the rules are, are pretty loose. So we do recommend people kind of document, you know, what in theory they're using the money for and why, just so that they have some records. And uh, for those of us out there that may need to take advantage of loans, you know, out of a 401k. Uh, so maybe you say, hey, I don't want to take a distribution. Uh, I want to take a loan. Typically, uh, and these are usually planned, sponsored, dictated, but typically the, uh, the, the maximum amount that somebody could take out via a loan is 50000 uh, and actually what's happened is they've lim- they've increased that limit up to a hundred thousand okay. um, of, of a fully invested balance. So, so that's a pretty big deal uh, as well. And, you know, the biggest difference there though, that people want to understand is when you take a distribution out versus a loan, a loan is typically going to have a, a preset repayment schedule. So if cash flow is a significant issue, the loan may be much more difficult to manage than the distribution. And the last thing for those of our you know, clients out there um, who are due to take required minimum distributions or RMDs, they are actually waiving that requirement for this year, which is kind of a big deal. So the thought process with that for people is, hey, you know, maybe you don't need the distribution from your account. You don't need that additional income and you're trying to let your account bounce back after the hit it's taken in this market cycle. Um, so, you know, why recognize the loss? Well, you can keep the money in there for now. And uh, we just kind of pick up where we left off uh, next year. Okay. And uh, so one thing with the loans as well that people should be aware of, and again, it's, it's up to the, the plan itself is that um, if you leave your employer, uh, so let's say you take out a loan and then something happens, you were to be laid off in a few months. Some plans have a provision where you have to pay back the loan within um, 30 to 60 days of your separation. So that's going to be important if you're looking at as if you're looking at that as an option. Just understand that hey, if I take out you know 50,000 due to you know what's going on right now, if you were to be laid off or separate from service in the near future, you may have to pay that 50,000 back. Uh, in a certain time frame, so it's just important to really understand what you're getting into, and just really talk to a professional that can help you walk walk you through it. Yeah, and obviously with the CARES Act, you know, it's it's very fresh. At the time we're taping this podcast here, this it just was a few days ago, so there's still going to be a lot of data coming out. The guys are sharing some good provisions and thoughts with you, but as always, as they mentioned, please check with a qualified professional before you take any action um, and see how it's going to affect you. You know, so John, on that kind of front for a minute, how do you feel about these changes overall? Do you see these yeah. as being effective? 
Yeah, so I think anything to help people out during this time is good. Definitely a lot of people are nervous and scared, especially if um, you know, you've been laid off or let's say your company's slowing down and, and you're not getting as much work. So this definitely helps alleviate some of that stress saying, no, hey, you know what? I have this in my back pocket that I can access without the, you know, the penalty and there's some there's nice rules in place where I can put it back in and avoid the taxes. Um, so we ultimately think that's good. But as far as when we, and I, I believe in our next session, we're going to talk about planning. You definitely want this to be kind of a last resort type thing. You don't want it to be the first kind of bucket of money you go towards because you really, when you save for retirement, you want to set that money aside for retirement. So when we do planning for clients, we try to make sure that, hey, we have three to six months of emergency savings, which basically this would be, <laughs> this would constitute access, access in that right now. It's an emergency and you have three to six months to kind of get you through your everyday living expenses. Um, so we would say definitely kind of try to access some other money first, but this is a last resort. And again, it's just a nice, nice thing to have in case you yeah. need it. Yeah, and I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, did it, did it make sense from a financial retirement planning standpoint? But you kind of answered that question for me. So, uh, you know, you kind of view this as hopefully people are going to view this as a last resort should they need it. Yeah. And, and like Nick mentioned, you really want if you're working with someone important to before you do anything, talk to that person you're working with to to make sure what you're doing is right for your situation. Because yeah. as we know, and, and we say it when we teach our classes and we'll say it now and we say it during our podcast, everyone's situation is different. So everything depends on on what's important to you and what your goals are. Yep, absolutely. That is a given. Well, Nick, let's talk a little bit about the unemployment benefits. Uh, what's some data and some things to consider in this area? Yeah, so so there's been a couple of you know changes in the SAC for unemployment benefits. So typically, unemployment benefits are state to state, which will stay the case. However, uh, really for Corona related uh, un- unemployment, what they have done is increase the amount that people can collect to an additional six hundred dollars per week uh, for really the next four months. So like in, for example, in Florida, I believe the maximum amount per week is $275 a week, which isn't going to really go too far uh, with everything that's going on. And I know that the unemployment uh, filing systems and websites and everything is completely inundated and hard to get through. Um, But the extra $600 a week is is a big deal. And, And I will say this too, that they have expanded the people that can file for unemployment. So previously, um, a lot of people in this kind of, uh, I'll I'll kind of describe the additional people who can file. A lot of times they were unable to file, but so those that are not otherwise eligible, uh, but are based on this are self-employed, independent contractors, gig workers, uh, part-time employment seekers, people that lack sufficient work history, or those that have exhausted their unemployment benefits elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a big deal. I've got a family member up north who owns a barbershop and, you know, is self-employed and normally would not be able to file. And so he will be able to file uh, with this. So that's that's a pretty big deal. Well, let's hit the the big question that a lot of people have, John, and that's the checks to the individuals. Obviously, that's you know clearly on everybody's the front of everybody's mind when it comes to the stimulus side. Yeah, so uh, individuals can get up to about a thousand two hundred, and that's per person, and then five hundred dollars for each child. So, example, let's say uh, my wife and I, I could get one thousand two hundred. She can get one thousand two hundred. That puts us at twenty four hundred. We have two kids. That's an extra, you know, thousand uh, dollars, five hundred a piece. 
So that gives us a direct cash infusion of $3,400. Now this is uh this is means tested. So basically this is for anyone that's earning up to 75,000 individually or 150,000 for couples. And that's adjusted gross income. And this is based off of your 2018 tax return or 2019, whatever one is the most recent. Uh, small businesses. There's a lot going on with that. And we know that that makes up a large portion of you know, workers in this country work for small businesses more so a lot of times than actually work for the larger corporations. And so there's a lot of provisions in there for those folks as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing that we've been noticing is that uh, the small businesses seem to be the most affected so far. So what they've done is they've actually allocated about $350 billion to prevent layoffs and business closures, which, you know, which would be a nice feature, especially for the small business owners that were forced to basically shut down. So that will give them up to eight weeks of cash flow assistance. And one of the benefits to this is if they kind of maintain payroll, use a portion of the loans to cover, you know, interest, mortgage, utilities, rent, things like that, the loan could potentially be forgiven. And, um, you know, our disclaimer, we're not attorneys, you know, we're not accountants, we're not bankers, important just to basically talk to those professionals that you work with to figure out if your situation works for this. So again, just just check with professionals. Some places you can go to, to look into this is floridadisasterloan.org and then spa.gov to really get some information and maybe start the process if you're interested in that. Yeah. And there's a lot of data and a lot of information that's, again, going to come out about this. And there's so many people affected by it. You know, Nick, any kind of thoughts from you? Any kind of final thoughts as we wrap up this week's podcast you want to share with us? No, I would just say, you know, from the standpoint of keeping an eye, you know, these these pieces of legislation are huge. And so, as you kind of mentioned things kind of unwrap over time and everybody's still kind of sifting through it all. So uh, try not to act uh, in haste and, you know, kind of work through and building contingency plans and, and make sure that the the decisions that you're making are uh, as sound as they can be in, in uh, what we know is a pretty chaotic time. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think that's a a good piece of advice. Like anything, you know, we we have extra time on our hands, that's for sure. (laughs) So there's no shortage of a few extra hours here and there uh, since we're not going out and doing as much. So make sure you're taking the time, do the due diligence, look through things, talk with your advisor. If you're not working with an advisor, reach out to John and Nick and uh, have a conversation with them. You can do things virtually through Zoom meetings or go to meetings phone calls. There's just, there's lots of ways, you know, one good thing about this happening now is that in 2020, we do have a lot of technology on our side to help us continue on with the business of planning for retirement, getting to it, getting through it, all those facets. And uh, we will, uh, we'll we'll probably put this up in the notes as well, but I'll go ahead and give it out again. Uh, The resources for those loans that John mentioned was uh, floridadisasterloan.org. That's floridadisasterloan.org. And also the sba.gov, www.sba.gov. Gov. As always, guys, make sure that you reach out to John or Nick. Like I said, if you have questions or concerns here in the Tampa area at PFG Private Wealth, you can find them online at pfgprivatewealth.com. That is pfgprivatewealth.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify, whatever platform you choose. You can either search by typing in retirement planning redefined or find it on the website. Either way, give them a call if you got questions and you need to take immediate action. Before you do, definitely talk with them at 813-286-7776. They are financial advisors. 
813-286-7776. Guys, thanks for your time this week on the podcast. I appreciate it. And we will uh, talk again soon for some more on the CARES Act.